awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific day today, as always, and be sure if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com with a cortisol buster on sale right now for the last day. Incredibly good product that helps deal with uh, physiological effects of stress, helps support healthy cholesterol levels, really helps out with relaxation and also can help out with restful sleep. So be sure to check it on the website. One of my favorites that I use pretty much on a daily basis. So be sure to check it out on sale right now for 10% off the last day. And the first story I saw this morning, I got to start off with this because I thought it was it was kind of funny at first. And then I realized it wasn't a joke. This was actually a real story. And then it made me understand and realize where they're trying to take this, as we kind of already know with this whole climate change uh, debacle, they're trying to force on everybody. And I've told you guys before, climate change is very real. We have constant changing climates all the time, especially if you change states. <laughs> you go up north, it changes. You go down south, it changes. The entire Earth's constantly changing. You look at tectonic plates and volcanoes and hurricanes, and there's everything changing all the time. News flashed everybody. And what they've done now is they've used this concept of trying to say that climate is changing because everything that we're doing wrong and using it as a scapegoat essentially as an excuse to try to just pretty much force more taxation without representation and essentially try to force more control over our daily lives by saying, well, you can't do this or you can't do that or we're taxing you on this and you can't go here and you can't drive this. Well, all because you know it's for your safety and protection. It's science, right? And again, we realize none of it's science. There is no factual backing with any of it. It's turned all out to be a complete and total lie. Everything is when you actually dig down and look at the research and historical temperatures and historical storms, newsflash hurricanes have been happening since the beginning of time. You can all go all the way back to recorded history as far as in Florida. We had a massive hurricane back down here in 1890. It was one of the biggest ones ever recorded in history of hurricanes, period. Well, there were no people driving around and diesel trucks, the big bad polluters, and China didn't have basically you know, coal power plants with no scrubbers on them currently either then. The whole entire concept of what they keep lying to us about is to do one thing, and it's to force more control on people, and there's, it's very difficult to combat it when you're dealing with morons that are so wrapped up in the climate change lie because as soon as you bring something up to them, like a simple fact, they simply call you a climate denier. Well, there's no denying that we have different types of climates and everything is changing. Well, in New Zealand, they have now taken a step further and they have decided essentially that they want to go as far as they can in trying to control that beautiful country. And I've been to New Zealand one time. Uh, it was probably one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to in my entire life. It's absolutely incredible. The people there are incredible. The, the, the entire country is just beautiful. It's so preserved. And they can't figure out enough things to come up with and enough things to complain about as far as the New Zealand communist government in particular, one of which being New Zealand's left-wing individual, Jacinta Arden. She is pretty much one of the most hardcore communists that I've seen come out of New Zealand. She actually was the former president of the International Union of Socialist Youth. She was the president of that before she stepped into her role as she is now in New Zealand government. And she now has been coming forward, and she says they are working on passing a farm levy tax. 
and it will be the first in the world that will essentially recoup the cost of farming by charging taxes on burping and peeing of animals that are farm and livestock. I kid you not. They're now saying that they want to put taxes on the amount of burps and farts and peeing that animals and livestock are doing. And if they tax this enough, if they tax the burping and farting enough, it will stop climate change. Because, you know, it's science, guys. It's science. Of course, if you, if you tax a cow enough times, you know, he, he obviously is acute enough to what's going on. He's going to stop burping if you tax him enough. Obviously, this entire concept is ludicrous at best, but they want to do it. She goes, say, no, the world has developed such a system for producing agricultural emission. So our farmers are set to benefit from being the first movers. However, every single farmer that has been interviewed said this is the most stupidest idea they've ever heard in their life, and they have no idea how this is going to do anything except massively increase food production in the country. Ah, and there comes the answer. Now we can start making it more and more costly to buy lamb, to buy you know, cows to buy beef, to buy chicken. Oh, that's right, because we're being taxed incessantly on the cows burping. Now, remember, this really has never happened before in New Zealand because New Zealand, for the most part, has been a very, very free libertarian state. They're very strict about what comes into their country. That's why we get our whey protein from New Zealand because they have some of the strictest bovine laws in the entire world. That's why our fit food protein tastes so good and so pure. The whey protein comes out of New Zealand, not out of China, like a lot of other brands on the market that use whey. About 70 to 80 percent of the whey protein you get comes out of China as far as in most of the mainstream cheap products. We use New Zealand whey. Very, very pure. Now, what they've done now here is New Zealand, for the most part, has been pretty staunch country. They don't really put up with much. But if you recall, and I'm going to bring this up because this is exactly what has been happening now, and it happened very quickly and has gone downhill very rapidly since this very specific incident. Now, you guys are probably going to know what incident I'm talking about because up until this incident at the beginning of 2019, New Zealand – like I said, they're pretty libertarian. They pretty much did whatever they want, but they took really, really good care of their country. Well, if you all remember, they had the alleged Christchurch massacre with the two mosques where a guy basically live-streamed himself with AR-15s and a 12-gauge. Allegedly, it was him. Went through and basically shot numerous amount of Muslims in two mosques across New Zealand. Well, they came in, and this is the lady, the very one that's wanting to tax burping and farting in New Zealand, Jakina Arden. She came in with an immediate ban that Thursday after the shooting and said they were banning all military-style semi-automatic and automatic weapons like the ones used in the massacre. Any 30-round magazines are going to be banned, and weapon-style weapons would now be fully banned, and they did. They put in a full-blown draconian gun bill. Literally, it was like a a week or two after this happened, and she, she came up with this on Thursday. Within like a week and a half, they had it filed, went through the government, signed into law. You pretty much were not allowed to own any of these firearms, period. If you did, it was a multi-year felony. You're going to prison. Now, remember, everybody in that country that had gotten those firearms before then, they were pretty much all legally obtained. There wasn't – New Zealand's never been a massive gun trafficking country. Everything was legally obtained in that country. Now you had law-abiding citizens now had to literally turn in their weapons because, well, New Zealand said these guns are bad. And I know that the massive turn-in rate, so I don't know where all the guns went in New Zealand, but I do know this for a fact. 
This doesn't happen in countries that are heavily armed. They did this on purpose. The reason why they did this ban in 2019 was, ironically, right before COVID happened, less than a year later. And now two years later, they're going through these draconian restrictions to try to tell everybody, hey, if we tax your beef and chicken and pork enough, uh, you, you, we'll, we'll tackle climate change because, you know, we're, we're really safe with our money. We're going to take all this money we tax you on, and of course, we're going to spend it wisely to address climate change. No, no, they're probably not. No, it's more likely going to go to Ukraine because Lazinski just continues to pitch a little hissy fit. This guy's like a giant baby with a bottle. Every time he runs out of money, he gets on the floor and gets on television and starts pitching a fit, puts on his little bottle and puts on his little, you know, burp cloth, starts flailing his arms. I want more money. I need more guns. I don't have enough money. He did it again the other day, and I was like, this guy's nauseating to me. I need more money. I need another billion dollars for more air-surfaced air missiles. Okay, cool, bro. Figure out how to come up with your own money. We've already given you $60 billion. This is, again, what happens. And I've already told you guys, Ukraine, from the individuals that I know that very involved in certain things around the world, they've already told me this is and has been one of the largest money trafficking and weapon trafficking ploy schemes in the entire world. It's making ATF fast and furious weapon trafficking scheme look like it was something in the middle of the park in a child's you know, playground. This is all what happened in Ukraine. The majority of the weapon systems and ammunition and enormous weapon platforms that are going over there aren't even being recorded of what's happening. You're having this massive, massive run from the military industrial complex to produce and send as much weapons as they can over to a country that's not even categorizing them or logging them in. They're saying only about 30% of the guns are actually getting categorized when they go over there and getting logged. Everything else just disappears into a black hole, and I quote, this is what they're doing over there. So when you start having countries tell you they're going to start taxing the cow farts because, well, it's science. It's for your safety and protection. Always remember, they told us the COVID-19 vaccine was for our safety and protection. It was totally safe and effective. Yet now we have the Florida Department of Health issuing a formal statement, as I said yesterday, with their own research analysis concluding adult males age 18 to 39 have been 84% higher increase of cardiac-related death within 28 days after getting the COVID-19 vaccine, alleged vaccine. Guys, that wasn't an 84% increase in side effects within 28 days. A cardiac-related incident. That was cardiac-related death. Florida Department of Health. You can look it up. I posted on the website yesterday. So best believe when the government tells you it's for your safety and protection and trust the science i realizes there is no trusting anything about the science they're telling us and we know for a fact it is not about our safety nor for our health what do you think then hey good morning austin uh, you're pixelating a little bit of my end so i'm not sure if it's you or me so if i start pixelating let me know you might want to reconnect with todd uh, you, you're absolutely right, Austin. This thing with New Zealand, with these car, these cows flatulating, uh, it's ridiculous. And it all started with the Christchurch episode. And, and you're under 100% right. Zelensky is a baby with a burp cloth. <laughs> I had to laugh when you said that. And, and we need to realize that it's not for our safety and our protection. It's about eugenics and genocide. That's what this is about. It's about reducing the population of the planet and only allowing the people who they want to breathe, you know, to breed, to breed. And, and then now we're seeing the video of this bridge that was blown up over there in, you know, in Ukraine. Uh, now we're seeing basically pictures of a missile detonating above the top right-hand corner. It looks like it wasn't a truck bomb. It looks like it was a missile strike. 
And again, this is one of these really expensive weapon platform systems that you were talking about that's being dumped into Ukraine. And, and quite fr- frankly, you know, Putin's about had enough of it as far as I can tell. And, and now he's, according to the media and the AP wire, which is all Rothschild controlled along with, you know, the other different wired networks around the world, uh, you know, he's actually going in now and actually conducting like a real war against the Ukraine with real missiles and, 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 and targeting infrastructure. So it, it's a mess over in Ukraine. I got to give Putin credit for basically showing some restraint unless it's another orchestrated event from the Rothschild banking cartel with this whole thing, including with Putin. But then the one of the top priests over there, the Orthodox priest over in Russia, has now said that you know the battle of Putin was put in the power by God. So this whole thing is just a giant – you know, weird situation. It's like a giant psyop because Putin could have won that whole war with 60 days and put the troops through and been done with it. But he's allowed the entire planet now to escalate, allowed Germany to boycott all of this oil and gas coming out of Russia and all of the things that's happened, you know, it's caused all these shortages in the United States and around the world because of this Ukraine incident, because of this blithering buffoon that we have in the White House who's not in charge anyhow, who's just reading a teleprompter when he can find the teleprompter, when he can see the teleprompter, when he's not shaking hands with basically no one who's there and falling downstairs or falling off bicycles. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's almost like a a joke. And and I'm going to say something, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. When they do this to us, they put somebody like Biden in office, or they put somebody like, you know, the gay Kenyan in office with his guy wife, according to Joan Rivers, and they do all of this stuff. All it is, is to destroy the presidency. It's to basically fracture the population of the planet and make them hate one another. That's all this is. It's just about hate. And yesterday I did a show with you guys, and I talked about the power of prayer and how imprecatory prayer is bad. You should be running around cursing people, especially in Jesus' name. And I have a good friend of mine who's a medical doctor. His name's John, and he basically told me today that he'd been basically involved in multiple lawsuits, and they were going badly for him because of the COVID garbage and all of the stuff that he was you know, fighting against and the mandatory everything that they were trying to do to him. And uh, he started praying for the prosecutor, and suddenly I mean, all these charges started getting dropped. You know, you know, The thing about it is, is that you – know, you see that with Bonhoeffer over Germany during World War II. You know, they were routinely beating him on a regular basis, and finally he started praying for the people that were beating him, and they stopped beating him. They said, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. This is ridiculous. This guy's not doing anything wrong. You know, when we are Christians and we act like Christians and we do what Christians are supposed to do, that's to love one another, to pray for one another, and pray for the lost, it changes everything because they don't know what to do. I mean, the first century church, you know, they were unbelievably persecuted by the Romans. But they continued just to do what they did, and they finally the Romans basically fell to Christianity, and Rome became Christian. And so we have to understand that they're going to see us, and we're going to lead by our example. We've got to get that with everything that we do. You know, you say, well, Ted, do you ever do anything wrong? Of course I do things wrong. Every once in a while I use bad words or I have a bad thought or I do things I should not do, and I always confess those sins to God when I pray in the morning, and I ask God to help me do better. We all do that. Remember, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's because of what Christ did for us that has redeemed us from the curse of the law. It's through the blood covenant and the blood sacrifice that he did for us. And because of his blood that we've talked about so many times on the show, that creates this perpetual energy field throughout the entire universe, which redeems us and restores us back to God. Then we get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So all of these things tie together with Christianity. That's why without Christianity, there is no hope. That's why they came in and they compromised the Catholic Church. That's why they came in and compromised the Protestant Church. That's why they came in with these big tent groups back in the 40s and the 50s, and they started pushing the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. They started infiltrating the churches with the Masonic lodges. They started infiltrating the Catholic Church with the Masonic lodges. They started infiltrating the Catholic Church to push money to the Vatican Bank. And all the stuff that they've done has been orchestrated, and they hit us with the Johnson Amendment almost the exact same time. And this was all pushed 70 years ago in order to do what they're doing right now to us. Remember, these entities, they don't have a – 
timestamp like we do as far as 70, 80, 90, 100 years. They live who knows how long. I mean, Lucifer's been around for a long time, and so we have to understand that. And so they plan stuff out decades, if not centuries in advance. We saw that back with the formation of basically Israel. It started back with England back in the 1820s, 1820s, you know, almost 200, 200 years ago. And then they did all of this stuff because they wanted to do all of this stuff to force us into that, how should I say, Schofield Bible reference that Odermeyer said put through to basically destroy Christianity and to make us think that, you know, that Israel had to be instrumental in the end times. Guys, Israel was gone. They were destroyed, you know, at the end of the Old Testament, beginning of the New Testament. The Rome came in and scattered them and burned the temple and and destroyed them. They were basically done away with because they would not stop sacrificing their children to Baal and to Moloch and to Asherah. And we've got to get that. But if we don't understand that this Costa Nostra, this mafia, mafiosa group, the Italian mafia, the Jewish mafia, the American mafia, these controlled groups of basically organized crime, which traffic the drugs and traffic the children throughout the world and who basically are part of this Kabbalist Luciferian network as far as enslaving the population of the planet. If we don't see what they're doing to us and understand who the principles are, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. That's why they want to put us under Noahide laws. So if you believe in Jesus Christ as God, as, as your Lord and Savior, now you're committing adult, you're, not, you're, you're basically worshiping idols. And, 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 they, and when you do that, they say, oh my gosh, you know, you now, now it's punishable by death. And remember, all of this stuff is important that we understand from the base. And when you understand that these ancient Canaanite religions are the ones running the planet, it starts to make more sense to you. It really, really does. And then we see what happened with PayPal this weekend. You know, PayPal basically said that it's not going to find customers $2,500 of misinformation anymore because of the backlash. And PayPal is you – know, we, we covered this the other day, but I want to cover it one more time. PayPal – that's why we don't use PayPal. PayPal is tracked on a – published policy has backtracked on a published policy that it would have fined up to users up to twenty five hundred dollars for spreading information misinformation claiming the update had gone out in error of course they said it was an error an aup notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information paypal is not finding people for misinformation and this language was never intended to be inserted into our policy sure it was but you got too much blowback from it our teams are working to correct our policy pages we're sorry for the confusion this has caused the spokesperson told the national review in a written statement and, you know, and Paul Craig Roberts came out with a really good article about who in the world PayPal thought they were in doing this. And he goes, last week, PayPal, on an online service for making and receiving payments, announced that at PayPal's sole discretion, $2,500 would be seized from accounts of those PayPal's decided who, were, who PayPal decided was guilty. Remember, there's not going to be any court of law here. They're just going to steal your money. And then you're going to have to go to court against them because some woke person in their doggone organization decided that you put out bad information. And it wasn't $2,500. Per incident, it was per bit of information, apparently even for errors resulting in being misinformed or for misunderstanding. The account holder spreads information twice, 5000 is seized. Ten bits of information cost the account holder $25,000. I mean, what are they going to do, put you into a negative balance? Are going to debit it back out of your savings account or your credit account or your, your PayPal account? What, what happens if you don't have the money in there? Since the definition of information, misinformation, is at PayPal's sole discretion, it wouldn't be long before PayPal faced with its missing its quarterly expected profits would jack up its earnings by seizing people's accounts. And it's, it is unclear how a person spreads misinformation on a payments mechanism. Does it mean that spreading misinformation means donating to an organization that challenges official narratives? Would, be, would that mean Republican, you know, giving money to the Republican Party or to the libertarian candidates? Does it mean that PayPal would have an army of employees watching social media comments of account holders and reading their emails? 
I mean, this is insane how this is happening and how they actually pushed this through as policy, but they got basically blasted so hard that they dropped, they dropped it. And then he asked this question. Where did PayPal get the idea that it could seize money from people whose statements it disapproves? Obviously, they got it from the U.S. government. The U.S. government has seized people's properties because property facilitated a crime, which means that a crime took place on a property by someone, not necessarily the owner, not necessarily the owner whatsoever. But the U.S. government seized Venezuela's gold because it disapproved of Venezuela's politics. The U.S. government seized Russia's central bank reserves when Russia intervened in the Ukraine to protect the Russian population of the former Russian territory. U.S. lawmakers want to punish Saudi Arabia for tending to its own interests instead of Washington's. So it all comes from the government. Think of what the government's done to Julian Assange, including under Donald Trump. His decade-long incarceration and the absence of charges, trial, and conviction violates all legal principles that compromise our constitutional protections from arbitrary and unjust treatment by government. It shows how far gone we are that Assange's illegal illegal and unconstitutional treatment continues year after year and produces no outrage from Congress, media, law schools, or bar organizations, or courts, or the American population. The official narrative is that he's a Russian spy and that we have the right to get him at all costs including the establishment of precedents that destroy our security from arbitrary and ruthless expression. The assertion that Hassan is a Russian spy is an intentional lie, and for the sake of supporting the lie, we are depriving ourselves of our constitutional protections. In other words, the U.S. government's policy of seizing whoever's property wants to seize is spreading worldwide. If the home of democracy and the rule of law can arbitrarily do this, so can South African government, which has been considering seizing the farms of white people without compensation, has been doing so. All of this stuff is what's happening right now as the ruling Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan is taking authority in all these different countries. And we need to realize that. Look, look at what happened right now. When this massive insurance company has found that triple vaccinated more people or more, the triple vaccinated people are more likely to get COVID than unvaxxed. Meanwhile, Fauci is teaming up with Stephen Colbert to promote booster shots on his comedy show. Last year, President Biden scolded the approximately 25 percent of Americans who decided not to get the experimental RNA kill shot for a disease that was nearly 100 percent survival with the proper supplements, charging that people were you know, responsible for a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Government data from around the world has countered the president's claim, and now the insurance giant Kaiser, has, which is also a healthcare provider, has commissioned a study to evaluate the effectiveness of the mRNA vaccine against the dominant Omicron variants, and Kaiser discovered that people who are triple-vaxxed not only are more likely infected with COVID-19, they are also more likely to suffer illnesses and die from disease. What causes their basically immune systems are compromised? If you look on the chart on page 30 of the preprint study, it shows vaccine efficacy against the Omicron subvariants dropping significantly 14 to 30 days after the shot, and the efficacy continues to fall in the following months. That reaches negative territory within five months, meaning the recipient of the, of the vaccine, the third booster, is more likely to get COVID than if he had not been vaccinated whatsoever. Further, the study indicates that those with three shots are more risk of COVID after five months than those who just got two shots. So the more shots you get, the sicker you get, and the more diseased you become. Now, this, this is an interesting article. This is from a, a French general, and he pays tribute to the unvaxxed and calls them superheroes. I'm going to read you part of this. He goes, even if I were fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for standing up to the greatest pressure I've ever seen, including from spouses, parents, children friends, colleagues, and doctors, people who have been repeatedly capable of such personality and courage and such critical ability undoubtedly embody the best of humanity. They are found everywhere in all ages, level of education, countries, and opinions. They are of a particular kind. These are the soldiers that the army of light wishes to have in its ranks. 
They are the parents that every child wishes to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies, and they are the essence of the peoples who have built all cultures and conquered horizons. These people that refuse vaccinations, they're here right now by your side, and they seem normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not do. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone, and they believed that they were alone. They were excluded from their families, their Christmas tables, and they have never seen anything so cruel. They lost their jobs. They let their careers sink. They had no more money that they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciations, betrayals, and humiliation. But they continued and refused to take the kill shot. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. We now know who the registers are on planet Earth. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor of all races, all religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen ones of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist what everything else fell apart. You've passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, commandos, Green Berets, and astronauts and geniuses couldn't pass. You're made of stuff of the greatest that ever lived, those heroes born among ordinary men who shine in the dark. And I tell you what, he's right. And guys, I know a lot of you who were listening, you were forced to take the shot. I got that. Because you were going to lose your jobs, you were going to lose your families. And I tell you what, we took some heat down here. And I mean, and then we took the heat because we wouldn't wear the masks. And we took the heat because we refused to go to restaurants that refused to allow us to come in and walk five feet without a mask on. We did it all. We sat here and we told you guys about it over and over and over. And so many of you guys have stood your ground. And you said, no, we're not going to do this either. We're going to stand our ground. And we're going to stand firm. And many of you stood your ground. You kept your jobs and you didn't get vaccinated. And now you're seeing even the state of Florida is warning people against the vaccines. I mean, the state of Florida is saying don't do this in certain age groups. I wish they'd say it, said it in all age groups. And they're probably going to come out and say that. But they're taking tremendous heat from from basically you know medical journals all over the world because of the statement they made. And i got to give DeSantis credit for that, for letting that information go out and standing the ground on that because it's making all of us galvanize more and more and more. You know, I spoke to a lady yesterday, Rebecca, and she told me that you know her family and you know her friends and all kinds of people that she knows that, that that she's getting further and further away from them because of what's happening and how much she's learning and how much she's standing her ground on the things that she knows. And the same, this is true everywhere. I've got Teresa. She's the same thing. She's she's basically saying, you know, she's had so many people that have been basically castigated out of her life because she stood her ground and she refuses to do certain things. And and we see it over and over and over again with the people that I know who have done this. But guys, listen to me. Is it worth it if you save a life? If is it worth it if you go in and say I'm not going to allow this to happen to myself or my family? Is it worth it if you don't sterilize your children and your daughters with these shots and your sons and destroying their testicular function? Is it worth it to stand your ground? You better believe it is. Because guys, listen to me. He's like where the he says this, we're the ark of humanity. That does that mean we're the only ones that are going to continue to reproduce or we're the only ones that are going to maintain the status of Homo sapiens? I don't know. All I know is that these guys are being injected with all these mRNA shots, and the more shots they get, the sicker they get. And they are, they're still standing in line and waiting for these shots and getting more and more and more injections because they've been told by their government that's the most important thing to do. And it's like Austin said at the beginning of the show, how much of this stuff that we're being told, how much of the stuff that we're being told from a scientific standpoint, how much of this stuff you know, is coming from the Kabbalist Luciferian network? I told you a few months ago, we did a whole show, not a whole show, but a whole segment on Sir Isaac Newton, and he was a Kabbalist Luciferian. And that a lot of the constants that he has to put into his formulas to make things work are there because if you don't run the constants, the numbers and the formulas he gives, they don't work as far as how the earth is and everything that's around us and the earth. How much of it's a lie? How much of it's a lie to degrade us in 
God's image as far as who we are on this planet and to grade ourselves and it's not being created in God's image. See, they don't want us to believe that you're a child of the Most High God. They don't want to believe that you're unique in the universe. They don't want us you to believe that Jesus Christ came and he died for you. They don't want you to believe any of that stuff because they know that changes you and allows you to be filled with the Holy Spirit and allows you to become one with God. And that allowment of allowing you to become one with God gives you tremendous power and authority when you pray. I prayed for you guys again this morning, and I see all of these incredible miracles in my own life and with your lives when you continue to pray and stand firm. And that's what we have to do. Remember, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. The Holy Spirit is still on the throne. Nothing has happened to you ever in the history of your life has come to a surprise to God because he's omnipresent. He was already there before it happened. Now, he'll direct to guide your course of your life, and he'll guide your fractal timeline. He'll try to help you to find a different ending if he can, but even though he knows the different ending, he can still help you try to get a better life and know the different ending for you because he basically is omnipresent. So, guys, listen to me. Pray that your footsteps are ordered by the Lord. Say, Father, I thank you that my footsteps are ordered by you, that I'm always at the right place at the right time every time, and I do the will, your will in my life, and my family does their, your will in their lives. And I pray for your perfect will to be done in all our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Pray like that. And then what happens is he'll direct and guide you. Remember that old song by Three Dog Night? Mama told me not to come. <laughs> Mama told me not to come. You guys, if you haven't heard it, just read the lyrics. You don't listen to the tune. It's basically this kid goes to this party that he wasn't supposed to go to, and he sees things that he never should have seen. See, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. It tries to prevent you to go from those parties or those incidences in your life that allows you to go into places that you shouldn't be. Going out drunk with your friends at 12 o'clock at night, you get into an accident, somebody gets killed, somebody goes to jail. God, that wasn't God's perfect will for you. And the people are always talking about they are being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's very important to get led by the Holy Spirit. But at least say something about being led by the Holy Spirit and hearing voices, especially now with that voice-to-skull technology that the government's done and all of the frequency weapons they can use against you or anybody, including me, all of us. They basically have the ability to put voices in your head if they want to. They have that technology. It's there. So always ask yourself a question. Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? What is this, quote, voice telling you? What is this still small voice saying? If it's not lined up with the word of God, it ain't God. God can't break his own word. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If some voice is telling you to go out and do something silly or stupid like jumping off a bridge, you don't do that. You know, you don't do that. You never do that, ever. I can't tell you how many times I you know, have talked to people that are quadriplegic or paraplegic or they've broken their necks or broken their backs because they've done something they shouldn't ought to do. It wasn't God's still small voice telling you to do that. It doesn't work that way. God doesn't tell you to step out in front of semi-trucks. That's, 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 then people start saying, well, that's providentialism. It was God's will. No, it's not. God would – he came to give you life and give you life in abundance, but he wants to direct you and guide you. If you're doing something in your life that's not working for you and you continue doing it over and over and over again because you think it's going to be getting better, why would you do that? I mean why would anybody do that? If you've got a relationship that you're in that you know is not right and it's not getting any better – do you really think it's going to keep getting better or going to keep getting worse or is it going to stay the same? The same thing if you've got a career you don't like or anything. It doesn't make any difference. You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. But remember, always test the spirits. Remember this the Bible says in Timothy, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience has been seared as with a hot iron. That's why I'm so careful. You guys need to do the same thing. 
if you're in a group setting and they're doing responsive reading with you, and that means you, you say something, they say something, they tell you to say something, before you say what they want you to say, why don't you read what it is? Why don't you think through it for a second and say, do I want to speak this over myself? Remember, listen to yesterday's show. Do I want to create an energy field around me that's going to create that physical reality around me? And a lot of times I say, no, I won't do it. I won't, certain things I won't say, even in a church setting. If we're doing responsible reading, I'll say, no, I don't like the way that sounds. I won't do it because I'm thinking through what I'm thinking and think, thinking. But always test the spirits. You know, Van, when I, Van and I were talking about it yesterday after our leg workout. He goes, people need to understand. He said Charles Caps was talking about and Charles Stanley was talking about that. You've got to know who the people are, the spirits that are talking to you if you have things that are being said to you. Because, guys, like I said, there's a lot of technology out there that can start really messing people up. You're not supposed to jump off a thousand foot bridge. It's not okay. You're not supposed to jump off a hundred story building. It's not okay. God would never, ever direct you to do any of that stuff because, guys, He wants you to have life and have it in abundance. Lucifer comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Always remember that. Find out what you're being told if you're being led by that still small voice and find out if it lines up with the word of God because He will never contradict His own word. He will not do that. That's why it's important to read the Bible. Start in the book of John in the New Testament. Read the whole book. Then read the book of Acts. Then read the book of Romans. Then read the book of Hebrews. Then go back through the Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And read through the entire Bible. Get an understanding of what God wants for you as far as the Bible and what he wants from you as far as your life. And it'll go well with you. I promise you all the days of your life. I love you guys. Awesome. What do you think, bud? And uh, what's your next story? Oh, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and. There's, that's why it's so important. We talked about this detail in yesterday's show as far as the aspect of continuing to be positive and encouraging one another. And it, it's so true every single day. And that's one of the reasons why we try to do this show and continue to just speak the truth because the truth is absolutely the key to freeing a lot of people's minds, so to speak, You know, getting the red pill or the blue pill option. A lot more people now are choosing that red pill option saying, okay, listen, we're, we've had enough. Obviously something's not right here. Something's very strange. Things are getting more and more stranger every day. And they almost are getting stranger to a, a stupid sense, but yet nobody wants to address it in a lot of these cases, even though they're the ones that are perpetrating and they're the ones that are causing the problem. For example, I saw this article earlier and it was kind of, kind of made me laugh because, you know, the universities have perpetuated this and they've encouraged it. And now it's gotten so far out of hand the level of lunacy knows no bounds now that they've taken the concept of the laws of nature and they've spun them on their head. This article now is saying that the universities across the country are now struggling to keep up with students who are changing their gender and preferred pronouns. They said this is coming as the number of people identifying as different genders and preferring all different alternate pronouns continues to is continuing to rise. They said here, the 2020 gender census, 33% of transgender and non-binary individuals use two different types of pronouns, and over 10% have three or more. According to the director of Stonewall Center at the University of Massachusetts, many colleges do not have enough information systems that allow students to provide their preferred pronouns and genders to the extent that they need them, allegedly. As a result, many institutions are now having to devote significant resources towards just trying to cater to trans and gender nonconforming students. Listen, not only does the pronoun and gender swapping draw the attention and resources of the university, but the effects are felt in the classroom, considering the fact now that so many students are having meltdowns in class after they're referred to in class as a pronoun that they don't prefer or that they no longer identify with. <laughs> I kid you not. So 
This is how far-fetched and how stupid it has gotten, and we've allowed individuals, essentially, the inmates to start running the asylum. Now, again, I'm not going out and I'm not advocating that somebody that has a really true mental disorder be made fun of. That's not the case. However, these are no longer individuals that are having true mental disorders. These are people that absolutely are demanding that they be catered to and that they want the full attention and they want to be able to pitch a fit anytime they want. They're now saying that there are students in class who are telling the professor, I want to be, for example, be referred to as, you know, Z, Zir, and Zim. Well, I heard one that one the other day. Well, now this non-binary individual the next week decides Z, Zir, and Zim is no longer active, and I no longer identify as that. So I want to be called, you know, the, them, and their. Well, now when the professor refers to him as Z, Zim, and Zir, they have this <laughs> meltdown in class. I'm not joking. They're having this meltdown in class. Going, I, don't, I no longer identify as Z, Zim, and Zir. I've changed my mind, and you have now offended me, and I now have to be excused from class so I can go to a Play-Doh room and calm down because my anxiety has gotten too high. I can't handle this. I can't handle this discrimination anymore. And they flip out. They storm out of class. Not joking. And so now the universities don't know what to do because they're the ones that have perpetuated this. And now they're going, we didn't realize it was going to become this asinine. We didn't realize this many people were going to become this mentally inept from our behavior. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, they did. This is what the entire plan was all along because remember what I said was years ago. If you can confuse a generation to the point that they don't even know what they want to be called and they can't even figure out what bathroom they're supposed to use, legitimately can't figure it out because they're so confused, how is that generation ever going to run society successfully, much less ever maintain a constitutional republic? And the answer is, my friends, they can't. It's physically impossible. Somebody that can't figure out whether to go to the men's restroom or the women's restroom and flip out in class when somebody doesn't call them ZZ or Zim, they're not going to do anything maintaining a republic. This is the entire point. It's to divide and conquer from within, and they're doing a great job with it at these schools and universities. I think it is time now, especially in the school systems, everybody take a step back and realize even if they thought this was maybe going to be a good experiment – it's been a failed experiment. I mean, let's all admit that now. This has been a completely and totally failed experiment. This no longer works. This is no longer functional in any aspect of the school system any longer. So it needs to be reformed and changed and basically pulled back and reined in significantly. And the states, like down here in Florida, we need to start pulling funds from universities if they're not going to start addressing stuff and start applying mental health issues and subjects to this. If somebody's got a real issue of gender dysphoria, they need mental health treatment. They need some counseling. They need prayer. They need somebody to sit there and talk with them. They don't need to start being able to go out on their own delusional, psychotic escapade and start telling everybody that they're going to freak out and run away because they got called a different pronoun, guys. That's not normal in society. There's nothing normal about this behavior at all. And until we can take a step back and say, yeah, you're right, this has gone too far, because where, where's the line drawn with this? That's my next question. If we're just allowing this behavior to become more normal every single year, where's the line drawn? We're going to start having teach school to children come into school, you know, with weapons now and say, I'm offended. You didn't call me this. Now I'm making death threats to everybody because I feel offended. I'm not joking. Where, where does it go? The other night, 
Lana and I went to a really nice restaurant in Lakeland. It's a real small restaurant. Chef T's, really good food. If you're ever in Lakeland, check it out. It's like a two-story home, but the home's actually a, a restaurant. It's pretty cool. And there was a table, like two tables across from us, and me and Lana were eating, and we were talking and joking the whole night. Well, towards the end of the night, pretty much everybody left, and it was just us, and it was this other table. I could see out of the corner of my eye, it was, it was a parent, two parents, husband and wife, and they had their son with them. And to, in my opinion, the son, basically, his behavior came across to me as flamboyantly homosexual. Now, I'm not saying he was, but I'm saying that's what his behavior appeared to me. Not judging him, that's just how he came across. And I could hear out of the corner of my eye, and he started talking. And he started basically talking to his parents later on the night because they were drinking wine. He goes, well, uh, you know, I have to be very careful with you know any alcohol that I drink because it can interfere with my my anxiety medication and so I can go from like a four on my anxiety all the way up to a nine and I don't know how to handle that right now and I'm not joking it's like the conversation he was having with them and I mean it, he, I mean he sounded like he was a five year old whining to like his kindergarten teacher about somebody took his ball away from him and just the conversation some of it got really weird and we were about done with dinner and I said told him I said I'm done I said I'm now I can no longer focused on your conversation because this moron over here is complaining about his anxiety level and can't figure out what to do with his life and i'm like this is just i can't do this anymore and so i was like i'm gonna let his parents just handle this i'm not even gonna say anything and we left but it, 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 he was probably early 20s 21 22 years old and this is exactly what we bred now in this generation we've built it to these children that they can't deal with anything they can't handle any concept of conflict whatsoever any stress they flip out they melt down. I, I can't handle this. You asked me a question. You brought back a, a actual rebuttal to me. I can't answer that question. It's, it's bad, bad, bad. Everybody's bad unless they do what I say. This is what they're constantly doing to everybody now, and they're doing this in the universities to build one of the most pathetic generations we've ever witnessed in humankind. And quite frankly, if we don't start addressing it very soon, it's going to become so spirally out of control. I don't think there will be any fixing it. That's at least my opinion on it. Also, to another news, this is something I want to address, especially in the younger generation as well. The Health Impact came out with a Citizen Commission on Human Rights International article. And it was interesting, CCHR, it's warning children labeled ADHD are now subsidizing $20 billion dollars a year of the pharmaceutical industry. CCHR exposes the missed risk and harms to 3.1 million children that are per prescribed stimulants while praising efforts that brought a 1.2 million reduction in children being given behavioral drugs. October, if you guys know, they always designate this as ADHD Awareness Month, during which pharmaceutical company funds groups promote the risk of untreated ADHD and the need for mind-altering medication. Now, discussing how the psychiatric drugs prescribed to treat ADHD are linked to psychosis, addiction, cardiac arrest, suicide, while raking in over $20 billion a year in the U.S. alone. You see what I said? Minor ADHD medication is a $20 billion a year industry alone in the United States. $20 billion a year. Now, what's interesting about this is if you've ever done your back research on ADHD, you will find that there is no way to actually designate or diagnose somebody with ADHD from a, a clinical diagnosis when it comes to something that's actually readable. For as blood, blood test, you take somebody's blood test, you see, okay, you're 
white blood cell counts are basically really low. You've got an infection or you don't have an infection. Your immune system's going on. We can test different things and see what's going on. There is no actual test for ADHD. It's simply a psychiatric diagnosis. You check the boxes off. Is your child active? Yes. Is your child aggressive? Yes. Is your child doesn't want to sit still? Yes. Oh, he's got ADHD. He's going Adderall. There's no way to actually prove it other than a questionnaire. This is why Adderall has become such a massively abused drug in the United States. Remember, Adderall, my friends, is a scheduled two controlled substance. It is four mixed amphetamine salts. It is scheduled two. If you don't know what that means, under the Controlled Substance Act, Schedule Two Substances, this is from the United States main article, Schedule Two Controlled Substances. Schedule Two Substances are categorized as a drug or other substance that has a high potential for abuse. The drug has a currently accepted medical use in treatment and is accepted among medical use with, ex- with severe restrictions. Abuse of the drug and other substances may lead to severe psychological or physical dependence. That's Schedule 2. Adderall's under a Schedule 2 category. Adderall is given to so many children in the United States that it's now a $20 billion a year industry. One of the two main culprits of ADHD symptoms, I'm going to say symptoms, because I'll tell you right now, I think many children are massively overdiagnosed with this. They don't even have ADHD. Symptoms, though, they claim of ADHD. The two things that I personally have found in my own life, my children's life, and a lot of friends and people I know that I've worked with, food coloring and sugar. Those two things right there are massive culprits that can be cut out of the diet almost immediately. Sugar has no health benefit ever. There's no daily recommended amount of sugar. Food coloring is petroleum byproduct, specifically Red 40. And I had a conversation with some friends the other day, and I've had it with many friends because a lot of people don't ever take me seriously when I talk about Red 40. Red 40 has been linked to all types of different issues, including attention, trouble controlling impulsive behavior, fidgeting, talking excessively. There are multiple research studies that have linked red food coloring to many of many of these symptoms. There was another one that was done that basically children eliminating red dye from their diets reduced ADHD symptoms. In one study, researchers measured symptoms improvement based on parental reports, and there was strong evidence that removing red dye 40 reduced ADHD symptoms. This is a very, very easy one to cut out, and it's not just red dye. All the other food colors have a similar effect. Red dye seems to have the most effect on children. The other one is sugar. Most foods, especially children's foods, is laden with sugar. If it's not laden with sugar, it's got a massive amount of basically processed carbohydrates in it with no, no substantial healthy fat or protein, meaning it doesn't balance out their food, their diet. So they're eating a high, high carbohydrate meal with no significant fats or protein, which means spikes their blood sugar. Then they get super active. They get super hyper. They don't know how to control their impulses because they're children. Then they end up having an insulin dump, and they have a crash, and they get super moody and angry and want to be mad about everything, and it does this all day long. Then all of a sudden, they tell the doctor, said, I don't know to do my kid. He's up and down all day long. First he's upset. Then he's happy. Then he's super hyper. He doesn't want to listen. We don't know what to do. Oh, we completely understand those are ADHD symptoms. We need to put them on Adderall. It'll calm them right down. Remember, amphetamines – have a reverse effect on children. You give amphetamines to an adult, like cocaine, it makes them super active, super alert, super hyper. You give them to a child, it dumbs them down. It also does massive, massive damage long-term to their brain chemistry and their brain development. That's one thing they don't ever want to bring up to you when they start talking to children about going on Adderall. It 
unbelievably causes brain issues when they get older. And very, very likely it increases the use of substance and abuse dependence of other drugs in the future because now you've wired their brain to constantly get those dopamine hits from amphetamine most of their younger life. Now all of a sudden they get older and say, I can't figure out why I can't focus on anything. I don't want to do anything. I'm super, super tired unless I take some type of stimulant or drug. I don't know what to do. This has become a very, very, very real problem in the United States, and at least other drug uses as well, including opiates. This is why it is so important to be very cautious before you start putting these young children on these Schedule II controlled drugs for ADHD. Please, by all means, exhaust every option you have. Being diet the first one, I have gotten so tired of people when they've come to me and they've asked me about this. They go, well, I, that's too much work. I don't have time to go through a food and read labels. Really? You're your, your beautiful baby girl, baby daughter right here, they're, they're, not, they're not worth the time to read the labels of the food that you're putting in their body to see if you're putting known toxins in their system. They're not, they're not worth the time. They're not worth the extra five, ten minutes at the grocery store to read the nutritional facts, to actually learn what's on the label, to read the ingredients. You've you got a computer in your hand, bud. You can do a simple search on a few different words and basically ingredients. You can find out. It's never been easier in history to do research on food. It is your responsibility to take care of your children and keep them healthy, my friends. They're not going to the store and buying Twinkies, Ding Dongs, and cupcakes and throwing them in the shopping cart and jumping in your car and going home with them. They're not doing that. You're bringing the food home. So if your children are having hyperactivity issues, if your children are having issues focusing, issues with school, look at what's in their diet. The next thing you can do from a supplemental standpoint is make sure they're on a really good multivitamin and a really good omega-3 fat. That's why last month, if you guys remember, I told you all, I put it on sale, and it'll be on sale for like the rest of the week on here because I'm going to be changing it now with a few different specials that are coming on. It's basically the back-to-school kid pack and that's with the really really good flavored strawberry omega-3 fat oil and the children's chewable multivitamin both of which do incredibly job incredibly good job at providing children with two key nutrients a full spectrum multivitamins bioactive and omega-3 fats but please do research call us up if you got questions be open to different things but before you start going and putting these children on schedule two drugs please understand why they're pushed so hard $20 billion a year industry with the pharmaceutical industrial complex in the U.S. yearly alone just with ADHD medication in children. Think about that for a second. What do you think, Dan? You know, Austin, this was the hot button that I had when I was doing the computers. I'm sorry, the seminars back in the 90s. This is the hot button that I had when we did the Drink and Be Healthy program. When I put that report in there on ADD, which is available on our on our website now for free. Uh, this is the hot button that I had when I wrote the book, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities in Children. We are basically in a situation where I don't really know what we're supposed to do as far as from a nation standpoint because of the drugging of our children. And I used to ask the parents, and I've said this before on the show, why would you start off with a Schedule II drug in the same category as morphine on a child that's four or five, six years old because the child wants to act like a child and run around and have fun? It doesn't make any sense to me. Red dyes, blue dyes, yellow dyes, high fructose corn syrup, not enough omega-3 fats, not enough B vitamins, not enough folate. All of this stuff is you know, essential for proper brain function for these young children. It's all essential. And we need to understand that because if we don't understand that, 
then we go down that medical route. 20 billion a year on these miners for ADD drugs like Adderall and Ritalin. I mean, remember, Ritalin and Adderall is one of the most highly abused drugs in America. Uh, people grind this stuff up and they snort it up their noses and get high on it. it it's, it's, it's trafficked all over the world. It's a Schedule II drug. And people don't realize you're putting a child on an amphetamine salt. It's like, it's like, it's like methamphetamine. It's a strong, strong, strong drug. And what happens when you give a child a stimulant when they're young, it calms them down. Heck, if you want to calm them down, if you want to calm a child down, and I don't like coffee for anybody because it's not healthy for you, but give a kid a cup of coffee. That'll calm them down too. <laughs> I know you say, well, that sounds strange, but it does. Stimulants in children's developing brains calm them down. I remember mom used to give us coffee every morning to drink because I'm a hyper little kid and she didn't know any better. I guess she thought I could be more hyper. And I remember I'd sit there and I'd drink my coffee. I'm like six, seven years old, drinking a cup of coffee, tuss of coffee. And, uh, and finally, one day, I'm like in fifth or sixth grade, and I had to have my coffee that morning. I got up late. I had to run to the bus stop to get on the bus, and I didn't have my coffee. And I got myself a caffeine headache. <laughs> I told the teacher, I've got a headache. And she goes, well, why do you have a headache? I said, I don't know. She goes, I said, she goes, what do you do in the morning? I said, I drink coffee. She goes, no, you don't. You're like, you know, eight years old. I said, oh, no, I love my coffee. And I'm like, she goes, no, man, you can't drink coffee. It's, it'll give you headaches if you don't get it. And I'm not recommending coffee for kids, but I mean, I'd rather put a kid on coffee than I would a Ritalin or Adderall. <laughs> just, just a sidebar for you guys. I love you. I appreciate you, too. You guys are absolutely amazing, and I'm just so blessed to be part of your lives. And thank you for all the letters you send me continually at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. And this date is it's A S K T R T E D B as a boy at yahoo.com. Somebody else has already taken some of the other domains after I started this up to have you send emails to them, and that's not me. And I appreciate you guys. And I really, really love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And other news, I told you guys there was going to be attempted fraud again, as we knew with this election coming up. Now, Colorado Secretary of State Jan Griswold has now had to admit under oath that they mistakenly sent mailers to over 30,000 asylum seekers or foreign nationals, encouraging them to register to vote. She admitted that 30,000 mailers went out, and they also insisted that uh, nobody has been registered to vote that we know of that we sent out those mailers to. <laughs> she said it was mistakenly sent to 30,000 non-citizens, blaming the error on a database glitch related to the state's list of residents with driver's licenses. Uh, the error happened after the department compared a list of names provided by the Electronic Registration Information Center and uh, just happened to send out to 30,000 people that weren't eligible to vote that aren't even really supposed to be here legally in Colorado. Um, whoopsie, we're going to do everything we can to make sure those people can't register. Uh, we're, 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 uh, we're checking into that right now. Guys, why is it always, why is it always that the whoopsie mistakes to have illegals vote always happens with the hardcore left communist Democrats? Anybody ever noticed that? When's the last time you saw the Republicans make a whoopsie, whoops? Oh, we sent mailers out to give people ability to, you know, register to vote if it were illegal. Whoops. They don't because it's not an accident. I wor I've worked with IT stuff. I've worked with a website. I've, I know guys that are massively involved in this stuff. You don't just accidentally send this stuff out. It doesn't happen. It's in, done intentionally. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to mold and mend as many people as they can that are illegal, and that's why they're trying to mesh them in the society as much as they can to give them driver's license, give them cards, give them all this stuff, so that really there's not going to be any way to designate any further. You give it a couple more election cycles, 
there's not going to matter anymore. They're just going to know how to vote. They're going to automatically have access to it. It's going to be very, very difficult to prevent it whatsoever. So, again, that's what I've told you guys. A couple weeks here, if it is to be, it's up to us on this. There are a lot of hardcore communists that need to have their butts removed out of office. They have no place in a constitutional republic, period. This is a republic for which it stands, one nation under God. we got to keep it that way, my friends. So continue to stay active, stay alert, stay involved in any of your precincts and your areas, and make sure you're doing everything you can to continue to maintain continuity of a true, fair, constitutional republic election. I encourage you that as much as I can. Also, too, if you guys need anything, be sure to vote on product of the week for today. It'll be changing tomorrow. Looks like the hyaluronic acid's pulling pretty strong, along with the probiotic and cholesterol X. Be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com and also to the kits the sleep like a baby kit and the back to school kit for the kids that will be changing later on this week so be sure to check out what we have coming up on the website and the last day to get the cortisol buster as i said earlier on the front webpage at healthmasters.com continue to keep up the fight my friends it's not going to stop it's going to be ongoing so just brace in for it sometimes you have to get comfortable at being uncomfortable there's no question about it it's just part of it <laughs> so it can Continue to get the truth out there as much as you can. Stand up for your convictions. I mean that sincerely. Call stuff out for what it is. Some people may get offended. That doesn't mean go out and be rude and be insulting. But if you believe it and you know it's truth, stand by it. Don't compromise on it. Thank you again for a blessed, safe, awesome week again at Health Masters. Y'all have a great night, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.